Blog Talk Radio. All right, everybody, we're back in the SBP week four, but you're here with us, your boys, Prime and Source. In the SBP, sports talk is our thing, but hip-hop, television, and movies are always on the table. And as we found out last week, if you didn't know, beer's on the table, too, because Source was popping one up early, even before game time. Tailgating at the crib. Source, what's up, homie? What's good, bruh? Yeah, that ain't popping off today, though. Not this early and not on a full day of refereeing Sunday. Wow, you going to be out there all day? When I say all day, I mean all day. Not not to mention I did uh, three Little League games yesterday and went to the part-time after that. And here I am ready to do a full day of work, probably seven games today. That's all right, because me and the SBP, we'll be watching the games for you, bro. We'll be watching these games for you today. So we got you. We got your back. You know what I'm saying? But it's good, though. But we got you. It's good, though. At least you ain't got to worry about your boys. Bird gang, Philly, got a much-needed win on Thursday, so you ain't got to be checking your phone every chance you get to see what's going down. Y'all got that much-needed W, so I know you got to feel good about that. Yeah, man, I, I was I was surprised because I'm not gonna lie. If I had to make a wager on it, I would have picked Green Bay. I would have picked Green Bay at the crib on a Thursday. I figured it was going that way. Plus, with the injuries that the Eagles have, but uh, they turned to the running game, and Jordan Howard got loose a little bit. You know, kind of even the offense out, and uh, that made Wentz that much more effective, and got out of there with the dub. Thanks to uh, also thanks to the play calling by uh, by Green Bay at the goal line. Not that not that it was as, as egregious as the Seattle Super Bowl pass, but I didn't think that was the option they were going with. <laughs> but I'm glad they did, and we ended up getting that pick. <laughs> it is what it is. So. Philly out of the woods for a minute. They still in it. They couldn't afford to go down another game, especially to, uh, you know, the league leading Dallas Cowboys or the, the division oh, leading Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to start that early, but we're going to talk about them later. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, a couple of quick storylines, man, before we get into these five games that we're going to talk about today. And one of them will be uh, Melvin Gordon's back. Melvin Gordon's back. Um, and i go ahead and bring that up. Um, Shout out to Caesar. I know he's listening or will be listening later. He, he listens every week. Um, but Melvin Gordon went from he's back, he's not going to play today initially. Then uh, Justin Jackson sustains the injury, and they have activated Melvin Gordon for today's game against the Miami Dolphins. So we'll see him, him and Eckler on the field today, man. What you think about that? Uh, well, I, I don't think he'll personally. I don't expect him to get that much work, especially since it is the Miami Dolphins. So <laughs> I figure this will be this will be a dragging of magnanimous proportions anyway. So Gordon might get a little work here and there, but I think Eckler will get the uh the the her largest share of the, the touches of home field uh action. So but good. I mean, I think that's good for good for the Chargers. I think it's something they're gonna, going to need. I'm glad they figured out what they wanted to do. You know, this is a setup, right? Like, this is like a real setup because everybody's thinking the same exact thing. We're sitting there thinking that was, it can't be much of Gordon. I mean, he just got there. As you mentioned, he's playing the Miami Dolphins, so it's a good chance they make quick work of them. And then this will be the game he goes out and scores three touchdowns. And everybody's <laughs> mad because they didn't play him in daily fantasy. Oh, and, you know, didn't the Catholics got him and had him on his bench like myself in a couple of leagues. Uh, you don't start him a day. You leave him on your bench to see what's what. And he scores three touchdowns a day. And he's part of the reason they make quick work of the Miami Dolphins, and we all mad for the week. So everybody but Caesar mad, I should say. Oh, that is a possibility. <laughs> the setup. Um, what else we got going on? Oh, my man, my man, Patrick Mahomes. We're not talking about the Chiefs today, so he will play his first ever NFL game indoors. Um, and there was a stat floated around, and somebody in the uh, SBP, I guess it was Jared Holt, I believe, posted that um, 
Being a, the last time he played an indoor game was in college where he threw for 586 yards and six touchdowns. So Detroit might be in trouble today. <laughs> he might be in trouble. Oh, man. Chris Robin gets another shout-out this week. Uh, his Detroit Lions beat my Eagles last week well, on, on Sunday, uh, last Sunday, so. But yeah, they they are in for. Uh, I'm not gonna say what they're in for because after saying that the Eagles were gonna win last week, my word doesn't matter when it comes to the Detroit Lions. So there you go. It is, it is, man. I mean, it's the cold of the streets, man. It gets real out there, and uh, you know, Chris Robbins got to be happy because his Lions don't have an L in the loss column as of right now. They're they're, they're playing pretty well. Um, but yeah, they got their hands full. I just saw earlier their staff is supposed to uh, supposed to play today, so I don't know how much that helps them. But that's going to be one interesting game, so I, I definitely want to be front and center for that. Um, but yeah, let's just get into these games for the week, man. First up, we got the Browns and the Ravens, and uh, you talking about cold of the streets? This is real. This is real. You got the Ravens who started off hot at two and zero. Then they caught the L last week to Kansas City. You got the Browns, who a lot of people thought would look a lot better than they have so far. And a lot of heat coming out of that kitchen in Cleveland, man. What you think? Oh, I like what you did there, Prime. Kitchen, I see you. I see you working. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be, well, this has the potential to be a fun game. Of course, you know, the old... Cleveland Browns against the current Cleveland Browns. Um, I think that's, I don't know if, you know, if that's still a source for it. I'm sure it is in Cleveland. I'm sure it is a, a source sport in Cleveland or short source spot in Cleveland still after all these years. But yeah, the old school Browns against the new school Browns. Luckily, one of them has not played like the Browns at all this season. Lamar Jackson has gotten busy. Even even at two and one with that L last week, that L is pretty much a W for real. Like their their records is two and one, but the way they played overall, even though they got down early, the way they played overall, competed and uh came back and made it made it interesting at the end, I would think that that was a positive showing for for Baltimore, yeah. especially with their first year starter. Uh well, first year starter from the jump. Lamar Jackson at the helm, so I think they look good. Defense looks good overall. Cleveland, we finally, uh, you know, see seen some life from them a little bit, uh, but we're still waiting to see things click for real. And I was really thinking that Nick Chubb, not 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 that I'm blaming Nick Chubb, but I was really thinking that Nick Chubb was going to be fine in this offense, and everything would still go smoothly. But I wonder how things will change or if things will change in another month or so when Kareem Hunt gets out there. That's going to be very interesting how they uh, split the time between those or, or if it's a true timeshare. I mean, it's got to be a timeshare, right? You you can't have a talent like Kareem Hunt not on the field, man. You, you just can't do it. So this is going to be real interesting. Well, you're looking at this matchup, man, and it's basically – the only thing I really see in my head is that we got two quarterbacks uh, in this game. One of them who wants to continue to show the world that he is real, that he is a quarterback in this league, and he's doing a decent job of it. Well, better than a decent job, a really good job of it so far. And we got another quarterback out here trying to cash the checks that his mouth and his ego keep writing. And I hate saying that because I am a Baker Mayfield fan. Like, I want Baker to succeed. But Baker is just, to me, he's coming to all the noise around him. Every time somebody makes a comment, he's got to pop up on social media. He's got to come out of his mouth with something slick. And I know that's Baker being Baker, but I just want the dude just to sit down and play. And I say that not putting all the weight, well, I don't say the weight, all the blame on him because – I do believe Kitchens is at fault. I mentioned earlier this week on a, on one of the uh, one of my SVP's videos that I think Kitchens has to do a better job of calling the game, and he definitely needs to get things on point today. I say it week after week. I want to see him shorten uh, some of these routes. 
you know, Baker is getting killed. Every time we look, Baker's getting hit, Baker's on the ground, or Baker is instantly, his first instinct is just to go ahead and roll out and get out of the pocket at times that he doesn't need to get out of it because he's so shell-shocked from the, you know, the play before. So I think there's shared blame around this, this whole situation. And if there's a way to get better, it's today because people are overlooking the fact. We're talking about how high-powered the Ravens' offense has been but this ain't really the same defense, man. Like, their secondary is giving up a lot. And matter of fact, I think the only team in the league that's giving up more passing yards, I think there's only like six other teams in the league that's giving up more passing yards than they've given up. So this is how you get well. But Baker just needs a little protection. He needs a little help from his coach. Indeed, indeed. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. I have Baltimore – Getting a W in this one, and you know, I I don't I don't doubt that it'll be a good game. I just have the feeling that Baltimore will be able to sustain whatever Cleveland does and come out with the fourteen point uh, victory with the Whoa, score 14. of thirty yeah thirty four twenty. I'm going thirty four twenty with Baltimore punching one in uh, late to finish off Cleveland. Yeah, everything is telling me in my mind that, to be honest with you, that in this particular game, that the Ravens should win it. Um, just based on the way they've looked the first three weeks, and then based on the fact how their opponent, the Cleveland Browns, has looked uh, so far this year. But, I, like I said, I think this is the week, this is the time for Cleveland to get some of it right. And this is the time for Baker to have a good game at the time a lot of people think that he's struggling, which he is. So I'm a, I agree with you to an extent. I think there's going to be some points put on the board, but I don't think the margin is going to be that deep by the time that the final whistle blows. <sighs> Call me foolish, but I'm, I'm going to take Cleveland today. I think I think this he's mm. going another shot to the ego of Lamar Jackson, who's doing a great job, by the way. But I think it's going to be some points put up in this one. I'm going to see a 31-30 game and the Cleveland Browns find a way to win a tough division matchup. Wow. What was the score again, bro? 31-30. 31-30. Wow. Yeah, man. Look, I, look I, I, expect juice, I expect Juice to finally get going. They're not getting him the ball. And OBJ, I mean, hey, this might be the day for some, you know, some spectacular stuff, man. I think... I think they find that passing game one way or the other today. Just hope they can keep Baker off the ground. But, yeah, 31-30, Cleveland. Okay. Word. All right. Let's go to another game that I really like for a lot of reasons, man. And that would be the Panthers and the Texans, man. And I don't know if they found lightning in the bottom, but, man, Kyle Allen looked good last week, man. Super impressive. Four touchdowns. And he is my odds-on favorite for the first quarterback. I forget what the list was, but uh, who'll be the first quarterback uh, to throw for 400 yards. Uh, matter of fact, we were talking about it earlier in the group. I think it was Cesar Gonzalez he put it up, and that was quarterbacks. Gardner Minshew, Lamar Jackson, Mariota, Keenum, Brissett, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Baker. Um, and the list goes on. Who will be the first to throw? Before their first uh, 400-yard career passing game this year, um, I'm, I'm gonna go with this guy. I like the way Kyler played last week, and I think he can get some yards today. Okay, I think he's gonna need to get some yards today, especially after the 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 low standard effort of D Hop or the combination of Deshaun Watson to DeAndre Hopkins last week. I was shocked that uh, that Hopkins' numbers were so low, and it was just unexpected. I thought he, I thought he was going to go off. I really thought he was going to go off last week, but that was not to be. Nevertheless, I I don't know how Carolina wins this game without uh, Kyle Allen doing big numbers. Really, I think that the Texans' defense will concentrate on bottling up Christian McCaffrey a little bit, trying to slow him down, keep him out the end zone, keep him from, you know, taking over the game 
and make Kyle Allen have to use someone else. Now, we saw that, that he did connect with Greg Olson a little bit last week, so I'd expect a little more of that from Allen and, and Olson. But I don't know if they have enough to hold up with this Texans team. Well, it's kind of a mixed bag, man, because as you mentioned, um, Deshaun Watson, the one thing you and I talk about every week is the amount of times he gets hit. Some of it's the old line's fault, some of it because Watson likes to hold on to the ball a lot. Well, there could be an mm-hmm. issue today, Source. The Panthers are tied for second in the league in sacks. So they get at the quarterback. I mean, they get at the quarterback. I have a feeling they'll give Watson some issues today. Um, and, and you look at it, too. You look at the effort. Where were the receivers last week in that victory last week? There was right. no Hopkins touching the end zone. There was no Fuller touching the end zone. I don't think Stills was even in the building. Or well, I mean, he might have been in the building, but nobody noticed him. Where right. were the touchdowns um, from, you know, from their big guys? Is that other folks scoring touchdowns? And I'm going to tell you what was, what was even more alarming last week as I was talking about uh, Carlos Hyde seeming to be the guy that's the number one running back in Houston. Dude, the dude had 10 carries for 19 yards last week. Not the type of efforts, you know, in in that bag that you want to have against a team like Carolina who can play defense. I I will say that. Kyle Allen has to play big in this one. And that's why I mentioned in the group I thought he would be the quarterback because they may be playing to catch up or possibly from somewhat behind in this one and they'll have to sling it. And, man, Kyle Allen last week hit seven different receivers last week, got the old man Olsen into the end zone twice, but there was a Samuel sighting. There was a DJ Moore sighting. He was spreading the ball around, man. Like, he looked like Nino Brown giving out them free turkeys at Thanksgiving. He, everybody <laughs> was getting some, you feel me? So, yeah. no no doubt. I think I think it's a big game. And I, and I didn't think that – I thought that uh, last week, I thought that, you know, um, Christian McCaffrey may not have a good game. And he surprised me. He played decently well. So, they found, found a way to make this thing work. I think that they'll be in the game for a majority of the game. I think they'll shock you. Um, but we've seen what Deshaun Watson and crew can do late, even when they're under the gun. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I'm going to take the Texans 30-22, to 22, but I won't be surprised if this is a really, really close game going into the fourth quarter. 30-22. to 22. That's not a bad score, yep. Prime. I, I, like that, uh, I like that difference. That difference of eight that you're going right. with. I actually have Houston 24, Carolina 16, which is also a difference of eight points. So <laughs> once again, you and I kind of in the same in the same lane. But it should be a, should be a good game though, and I appreciate the, the points made, especially the Carolina rush getting that getting that Watson and seeing how that uh, affects the game. No doubt about it. It's going to all to be a good one. Very interesting to see uh, both quarterbacks in, in that particular uh, matchup. All right, next question. We can talk about who has the best, but is there a more feared defense in the league than the Chicago Bears? So if the Vikings got their hands full today, bro. Yes, they do. And they're on the road, right? It's, it's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, it's going to be interesting. This is a good week for Jerron Dennis to come out and uh, say his his uh, piece on Kirk Cousins because <laughs> you know everything coming. that could go wrong today uh, or everything that could go wrong for Kirk Cousins at any point in time can go wrong today. That that's just what it is. <laughs> the, the rush is going to be in his face. He's going to have the pressure coming up the middle. The pressure, the pressure coming from the outside. He's going to have to make quick decisions, and he has a defense that is all about give me that beef, fool. It's a full time jack move. They're coming for the rock. So they're trying to snatch everything out the air, trying to strip sack all that. And yeah, if Kirk Cousins. Could have a bad game and uh, Jerron Dennis break out his, I told y'all Kirk Cousins is a trash uh, 
banter, then today is that day. What was that old joint um, when you was younger? The cheerleaders used to say, "What was it? Uh, U G L Y? You ain't got no alibi. You ugly man." I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> both there is a real chance in this game that both quarterbacks' numbers could be somewhat ugly. And, and when I say that, I'm not saying there may not be a quarterback that throws a couple of touchdowns, but there also could be two to three picks attached to either one of these quarterbacks' numbers. You know, we, we beat up uh, – well, I don't, you don't, but a lot of folks beat up Kirk Cousins. But Kirk – I like Kirk a whole lot better than I like Mitchell Trubisky. I, I'll be honest with you. Now, Trubisky does have some legs, and he's going to need them today because we are, we know we champion the Chicago Bears defense. But, hey, the Vikings defense is no slouch either. They get at the quarterback. They cover well. They cover really well on all levels, to be honest with you. Um, so I expect this to be a street – drag out, you know, punch to the face type game today. Just a matter of who makes the least mistakes. And, excuse me, both defenses are going to have to put the offenses in short fields and in positions to win this game. And I think it's exactly what's going to happen. Um, Last night I fought with myself on back and forth because I could see scenarios past going, you know, going playing out that, you know, Either team winning this game, but I just think it's going to be ugly, um, straight up and down. I think the thing that scares me the most for the Chicago Bears is there's nobody offensively, realistically, that you really scared of. Like we know Tariq Cohen could have that week, right? That he could break one or two, but then he goes quiet. They brought in David Montgomery. He, you know, if you listen to them all preseason, Montgomery's that dude. I mean, I'm in Montgomery, we trust, and they haven't totally given him the reins to light it up. So I just don't know. And I, I'm not scared of any day receivers. I mean, I like Trey Burden at the tight end. I mean, he's always good for a big play every couple of weeks. But who are you really scared of, man? Taylor Gabriel, brilliant game the other night with three touchdowns. So is he didn't yeah. score, but I think two, but two all of last season, three max. So we don't know if we're going to see him again until we ten. I mean, as far as his performance goes anyway, I mean, he'll probably be on the field. So I don't know. But if I have any faith in anybody's weapon, as tough as it's going to be, I still got to go with Minnesota's. Uh, I'm not promising Dalvin Cook has a great game, but you have a Adam Thielen who's good for at least one big play, which might be the deciding factor. But before I get to you, I just want to ask everybody one question. Has anybody seen Stefan Diggs, man? Where mm. is this dude? This dude saw us at two. He's averaging about two receptions a game. Last year, he averaged almost eight receptions a game. He has to get right to help this team out. And today, I think he, I think he does. But it's going to be an ugly game. And it might be one of the ugliest 20 to 17 games that you've seen in the wild. If you like defense like I do, you're going to love it. But I can't believe I'm saying this, but Minnesota pulls this one out by three. Prime. That is hilarious. I actually, Uh-oh. yeah, yeah, it's straight like that. But I'll get to that in one second. <laughs> yes, this game is going to be uh, ugly. It'll probably be fun to watch. If you enjoyed the Super Bowl, you will enjoy this game. Actually, I can't even put it up to that. If you, I don't know if you remember, Baltimore and Pittsburgh played each other back uh, in an NFC championship game, and it was just everybody was getting smacked all game long. It's going to be like that. That's what it's going to be like. Everybody's getting smacked all day to day. I, I can't even imagine four touchdowns being scored in this game. But, you know, it's possible. It's possible. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I had 20 to 17, and I actually, well, first of all, you know, I do, I do pool sheets, you know, and right, I'm, I'm looked, I looked at the joints this week, and it was like the first 10 games, I'm like, everybody's going to pick the same teams in these first 10 games. So my one homeboy that I do uh, sheets with, we had the exact same picks up and down. 
cool. Right. So I switched one of mine, which happened to be this game. My other homeboy, we had the exact same picks in a totally different joint. So I got two different <laughs> dudes and me. And all three of us had the exact same picks, even down to the Monday night points. We were only off by one point between the three of us. So Whoa. <laughs> it's crazy. It's going to be interesting this week uh, in the pools. But as far as this game, I did have 20-17, to 17, I, and I also had Minnesota sneaking out of this thing with a win. But I actually I changed it to 1916 because I'm not sure that both of these teams are going to get in the end zone twice. So right. I'm sticking with 1916, and that's pretty crazy. You got the 2017. I'm going 1916, Minnesota. Fair enough, and I can actually see that playing out. Fair enough, man. So if you like uh, defense and if you like ugly football, you're getting a treat today. <laughs> Get your popcorn ready, you know, your drinks ready, and tune in an hour because that's, you know, that's going to be crazy. Um, next up, the Pats and the Bills. And I know folks are like, why are they talking about the Buffalo Bills? That's because the Buffalo Bills are 3-0 and along mm-hmm. with the Patriots. So I felt like, yo, we – Really have to talk about this game. like, um, And it's a big matchup. Um, Bill's Mafia will be in full effect out there. And folks are hyped for this game. So I can't believe I'm searching social media this whole week. And outside of the normal festivities that go on at a Buffalo Bills game, there are people who have scheduled to get married today. I saw one that somebody's getting married at a tailgate in the parking lot before the game. That, that's that's crazy. There's someone that's getting married in the stadium either before the game or at halftime. I didn't really make that out, but they're both, they're all Bills fans. And one of the couples that's getting married today at that stadium uh proud because they had their first date at a Buffalo Bills Patriots game. So this has got all types of stuff written on it. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy that we're talking about two teams who are usually on opposite ends of the spectrum both being undefeated, and two teams that are both ranked in the top ten on both total offense and total defense. So this might be kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Well, for me personally, I think the tailgate would be more fun to watch. I think <laughs> uh, Well, we know that Bills fans don't know how to act, or they completely know how to act. One or the other, I don't know, depending on which way you look at it. But as far as tailgating and craziness, antics, foolishness, stupidity, and drunkenness, the Bills are top five dead alive. That being said, <laughs> that being said, will Josh Allen be able to uh, survive the New England defense that is playing out of this world for real? And you know, we mostly look at. The New England offense, generally speaking, you know, sometimes we'll see the defense show up different different seasons, but the level that they're playing right now, they haven't. The defense hasn't given up a touchdown, right? Am I right. They, the team has only given up two touchdowns, and they were both yep. on special teams. So that's stupid. That I don't care. Even if you played the three teams that the Dallas Cowboys have played. Oh, boy. This is a ridiculous stat. It's a ridiculous stat. You know what it is. But anyway, so I say all that to say Buffalo is not going to put up so many points. I don't care what the offense looks like. The fact that they're at the crib makes it more interesting, makes it more, uh, makes the possibility a little stronger that they could actually come out of this thing with a W. I just don't see it happening. And Tom, I trust you already know it's too early in the season for me to break out his whole name, so we'll just go with it. And Tom, I trust we'll rock with that. And I'm going to give you the score right now: New England 24, Buffalo 13. Wow, wow! <laughs> you talk about close. You will find out what I'm talking about in a second, man. You made some valid points. Um, the Buffalo plays a little defense too, and 
but I know how real that you know that New England defense is. You and I talked on our previews how I thought this defense could be really special. I thought they'd be one of the top two or three defenses in the league, and they have not disappointed. Matter of fact, source, I don't believe they're giving up. They're giving up less than 70 yards a game on the ground, I believe. It was like 62, 63, which is going to be rough because, first of all, we don't even know if Devin Singletary is playing for Buffalo um, today. Um, I saw that they tried to practice, so he may play. Uh, they got Frank Gore, but, you know, it's the old man Frank Gore. He's good for a player, too, and maybe to get in the end zone against most teams, but that's not scaring anybody. But they are one of the top rushing teams in the league, and a lot of that is on the legs of Josh Allen, who will take off and run on you. That's why I do believe, actually, that uh, New England gives up the touchdown today. Wouldn't be surprised if they gave up a couple, but I do believe they give up a touchdown today just because you got to respect the legs of Josh Allen. What scares me, though, for New England is the fact that as good as that defensive play source you got to look at this. Sony Michelle has struggled early on, and a lot of that is because the O-line has sustained injuries, and their O-line hasn't been great uh, so far in New England. We're still waiting on Edelman's status. I saw something that said he was planned, and I saw something that said that he's still questionable. I don't know if he, he's going to get down, so look for Josh Gordon to get a lot of targets regardless. But, nah, man, um, I'm with you. I got the pass winning this one. Um 27 to 16. I do believe there's a chance we can see Buffalo with 16 points in this game. And if you look at it, this could be a lot better game than people think. We can go back and look at how Tom Brady has dominated the Buffalo Bills, but we can also go back and dissect over the past seven to eight years where a lot of these games were a lot closer in some aspects than you thought. If you didn't watch the game and you saw the final outcome, you thought it was business as usual with New England. But what you didn't realize that midway through the third or the third quarter that Buffalo was actually in the game before the, the you know mm-hmm. before the wheels came off the wagon. Uh, you look at last year, twenty-five to six, I believe in the first meeting, um, wasn't really. It was a bad game, but it really wasn't a super bad game. Buffalo hung around for a while, and then Buffalo lost a twenty-four to twelve game, but that game wasn't a blowout either. Buffalo was right there going into the fourth quarter, so wouldn't be surprised at all if we saw that. Today, especially uh, with uh, you know New England not being having been able to run in the ball the way they're accustomed to or the way they would like to, but yeah, but I'm going 27-16. Tom Brady and the Pats pull it out, and uh, Bills Mafia will still be Bills Mafia jumping off of tables, beer drinking, and the whole nine. It might be a little bit worse after the game, but you know it is what it is. (laughs) True. All right. And then our last game that we preview in the day, uh, what we're scheduled to talk about, would be the Cowboys and the Saints. And we got to talk about them. I know at first you probably was like, oh, we got to talk about the Cowboys again. But I actually wasn't thinking about doing this game. Before last, about this time last Sunday, you wouldn't have told me we'd be really talking about this game, mainly because there's no Drew Brees. Um, But Teddy Bridgewater and crew found a way to get it done last week. Um, and they look pretty good doing it. So now we got to talk about it. It is the game that's in prime time that goes down at night. Um, and the Cowboys will probably be facing, as you <clears throat> won't let anybody forget, uh, a, uh, the toughest opponent overall that they've played this entire season, man. How you, what you think about this one? Well, do you remember the time that Phil – was it Phil? No. Was Phil Jackson? Phil Jackson, uh, I think the Lakers were playing the Bulls. Right. And I, maybe, I don't know if it was Phil Jackson, but anyway, I think I think uh, Jordan sat out or Pippen sat out. Somebody sat out. And no, you know what? It was, it was Phil Jackson in L.A. And Shaq sat out. I forgot who they were playing. The contenders, the, the biggest best team in, in the East at the time. But Shaq sat out. So right. it was like a mind game of if the Lakers lose, well, Shaq sat out. If the Lakers win, well, they beat y'all without Shaq, so what, what do you think will happen when Shaq comes back? If the two teams were to meet <laughs> in the championship. Right. Well, that's kind of what we have today. 
a little bit. Even though the Saints at home, I mean, I think that gives them, uh, you know, a slight uptick. But Ted, if you if Dallas loses to Teddy Bridgewater, then the people, the the Cowboy haters, are going to come out and say, "See, y'all played a good team. I told y'all, y'all won't that good, and it's going to be a week of Dallas uh, is trash." If the Cowboys right. win, those same people are going to come out and say, "Well." Teddy Bridgewater was quarterback. It wasn't Drew Brees. Y'all got lucky, and this doesn't prove anything. So it's a it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing for Dallas uh, from a fan's standpoint. From a game standpoint, I think Dallas uh, could do themselves justice just by showing that running game again and that, that dual threat of your man Pollard along with Zeke. I think that's going to be a fun thing to watch going forward throughout the season. Also, your man's and my uh, MVP candidate from the beginning of the year, uh, my prediction yep. anyway, Dak Prescott has played mm-hmm. lights out. And if that continues, you know, I don't have anything bad to say about the Cowboys today. I, I think it's going to be a fun game, though. Yeah, I, I look at it, man. Like, Dak Prescott's been playing lights out. There was maybe about a quarter uh, last week that he scared me a little bit because he started. I thought I saw shades of the old Dak Prescott for about a quarter, um, almost a quarter and a half. But um, he managed to get it together and look really, really solid uh, down the line. And I, and I think this is going to be a good game. Um, it was going to be a good game with Drew Brees. I still think it's going to be a good game. Without Drew Brees, I think you know. Anytime you got to go down to New Orleans and play, you know it's loud down there. Man, the decibels are off the chain, the fans are off the chain. Even though I've seen pictures of the Cowboys have taken over New Orleans, they're showing. They said there's so many Cowboy fans in New Orleans, they created their own parade yesterday, and um, and that's real story. I saw <laughs> I saw the pictures, and just to think that was a game that my. Some of my homies and I were actually going to this year before things changed. Looks like we probably would have had a nice time. But, yeah, it, it's just ridiculous. So it's going to be a lot of Cowboy Blue um, in that stadium tonight. But um, you got to look at this thing. Um, they're going to try to do what they've been doing. Give um, Kamara the ball. Kamara ended up with 25 overall touches last week. I wonder, does the production of Michael Thomas, though, take a dip? Being that Breeze is not the quarterback, um, we've seen. I saw some uh, in some instances last week where Bridgewater wanted to spread it around a little bit more uh, to some of the other guys. Not saying that's a bad thing, but we know how good Michael Thomas is, and this is going to be important because though the Cowboys look look really good, especially on offense, what people are missing is even though the defense is kind of playing uh, bend don't break, right? They're giving up some yards. They gave up almost 500 yards of total offense in week one. They've given up yards in, uh, you know, each of the, uh, the the next two games. So that defense will give up some yards on you, bro. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this goes. But on the flip side, last year in that game, the Saints blitzed Dak Prescott a lot. And one of the reasons was to, to – uh, you know, to eliminate how effective Zeke was going to be because they knew Zeke would have to stay in and pass protect. And he did score the only touchdown for the Cowboys on a close matchup last year. But Zeke, but Dak didn't look particularly, he didn't have his best game, even though he did convert a few uh, third downs that they need to move the ball. But, man, the one problem for the Saints today is they ain't covering too well. Last week, they gave uh, Tyler Lockett 154 yards, man, on 11 receptions. So he went out there and ate really good. And if Amari Cooper is healthy, we saw he had a precautionary MRI this week, but they say he's fine. Amari Cooper could be in for a solid game. Um, There'll be no Michael Gallup again this week. I'm sure Cobb, you know, and Smith will get involved. But we could see another big game for Amari Cooper. Uh, who already has Amari already has four touchdowns on the season already, and he's eating like real, real good. So um, that could be the problem. Um, so, and we know in Kellen Moore's offense, everything isn't you know, so that Dak has to go deep down the field because probably the weakest part of his game coming into the year has been him his deep ball. 
They're using Randall Cobb well. They're using the tight ends well. Whitten is getting work. Blake Jarwin's getting work. And I think that's what's going to be key today. But I expect this to be an entertaining game. I still got the Cowboys winning it, though, 30-20. Uh, to 20. Wow, 30-20? to 20? Okay. Cowboys by yep. 10. This will be a fun game to watch uh, either way. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Michael Thomas. Actually, he had five receptions last week, five receptions, 54 yards, and he did get into the end zone. But Bridgewater overall only threw for 177 yards. I mean, you know, he was Seattle, and it was it was a uh, it was a good game. They got they got out early. New Orleans got out early, and forced Seattle to have to come back. So that might have taken away from the numbers that Bridgewater actually put up. He was 19 for 27. No, no turnovers, which is the, the key part for that offense. We haven't mentioned yeah, it's all about Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, we haven't mentioned Alvin Kamara. We just got to mention that name just because he's going to be a big uh, part of this this uh, outcome today. I do expect Dak Prescott to play well. I expect the Cowboys to play well. But with the Saints at the crib, I'm just leaning, I'm leaning towards the Saints in a close one. And my pool sheets uh, pray that I am correct. I'm going with a shootout, a bit of a shootout by the point with uh, the Saints 32 and the Cowboys 29. Wow, like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, it ought to be interesting. Chess match. Who can execute? Um, Cowboys set out to uh, basically, you know, get after Kamara last year, and they got after him. I'm Jalen Smith, and them was gave that boy a beat down last week, last year. Um, and like I said earlier, uh, the Saints came at Dak Prescott um, last year. A lot of blitzing, a lot of blitzing. So it's about execution in this one, man. It ought to be a really good game. Um, that's what we uh, were scheduled to talk about was those games. But real quick, I do want to ask you, did you get a chance to see anything, any of uh, Daniel Jones last week? I did not see Daniel Jones. I saw Daniel Jones' numbers, but I did not see any of the Giants' uh, game last week. Looked really good, man. He looked really good. And I granted it was one game. Um, but he looked really good moving in and out of the pocket. Um, his legs are valuable, man. He's, he's mobile. He's more mobile than a lot of people realize as he got two touchdowns on the ground. So two of his four were on the ground um, by his own doing. But what I liked about him last week, though, Source, is that even though he can move, he didn't look to run first. And I think as long as he's back there, and I've been kind of beating up Evan Ingram a little bit for staying on the field, but I think they could strike a deadly combination for years to come. And I think they could possibly give I – mean, I don't think they possibly give. I think they're going to give Washington some serious problems today, even without Saquon Barkley, man. So as a bonus pick, I think the Giants beat the Redskins, and I think, I think they might beat Washington nastily. I'm going to be honest with you, even without Saquon Barkley. I think the Giants could beat Washington somewhere to the tune today. Um, I don't know, 30 to 17, 30 to 16. I just, I just really think that Daniel Jones just might be that dude. Wow, I'm not mad at the score. I do question. Uh, you have that much faith in the Giants' defense right now, or is it your, it's your lack of faith in the in the Washington offense? It's, it's Washington, man. Look. Not to, they, they got quarterback issues. As I, as I mentioned on SBP, there's too many talks about who's the quarterback now. Case, you know, the Case Keenum. Uh, we're hearing that Colt McCoy has been seen at practice when they're gonna play Haskins. So the quarterbacks looking over their shoulder is one. Number two, who on that offense scares you? Other than uh, what they call the scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin has been a welcome sight for the Washington Redskins. Nobody's talking about these kids who scored a touchdown in every game this year, but he showed up on the injury report um, early, you know, early in the week. So I don't even know if he's playing. And if he is, I don't know if he's going to be 100%. So I don't have to have a lot of faith in the, in, the, in the Giants' defense. I just have no faith in the Washington offense. 
can't argue that. Yeah, so, you know, just wanted to put that out there. You got any predictions on that one? I predict that both of these teams are trash. Oh, no, I predict that. (laughs) Yeah, I got the Giants. I got the Giants winning this one, too. I don't even know. I don't know how this thing's going to turn out for real. Um, I'd probably say 24-17. 24-17. Okay. Um, yeah, I do think Washington. I mean, like I said, I think they're both trash. Daniel Jones does make a difference. Can they get to 30, though? Woo, that's a lot of points. Possibly. Washington giving up points. Through <laughs> that. They, maybe that fourth quarter that they played uh, Monday night against Chicago will be uh, some motivation. I doubt it, but maybe so. The, the real motivation is, can they have your man, uh, Jay Gruden, fired after next week? That's the real motivation. So, man, they get blasted today. He might be fired tomorrow. My man, Chauncey Payne, is praying. He's been praying for the demise of Jay Gruden forever. He's a Washington Redskins fan. Like, for real. And he's been praying for the demise of Jay Gruden forever. So, Charles, it might be your time, bro. One more week. I think I think it might be your time if this thing goes bad today. Well, yeah. I mean, one thing's for certain. He's on a week-to-week deal. Uh, play the Giants today. I mean, you you got to give him the benefit doubt. They're going to get blasted next week against the Patriots. But if they lose that game to the Dolphins after that, <laughs> there ain't no question. He got to be gone. So, it is what it is. Um, but we about to dip out real quick, real quick. Who wins the series between the Mystics and the Sun? Oh, proud. Good question. I didn't even think about uh, talking about that joint. But, yeah, we, in, we are into uh, – the WNBA Finals, they kick off, kick off, they tip off tonight, today, I should say, at 3 o'clock in D.C. You know, I wrote an article earlier this week about, really it was about, it was a nickel bag about the the WNBA, but it was more about the teams that are left, well, the four teams that played in the semifinals and then the championship. And, you know, in my mind, I was like, maybe possibly it will allow me like allow maybe possibly somebody in the stratosphere of Twitter that is related to WNBA would be saying, yo like, we should slide this dude four tickets. I think we should slide this dude four tickets this right in DC. I was like me, Prime, my man Alan and my daughter Jada. I was like, yo, we can go four, ride up to DC. Let's see the go, first game of the WNBA Finals, but ain't nobody offered me no tickets. Yeah. The teams ain't even responding to my to my inboxes, my my DMs. <laughs> I slid into their DMs to no response. So I'm still going to refuge. I'm still going to refuge games today. I guess I will not be seeing that WNBA Finals game one. But anyway, I say all that to say it's going down. I love the fact that it's these two teams. Love is a strong word. I actually would love it if it was the Aces and the Sparks. But that's for personal reasons. I just, you know, love those two squads. As far as these two, Connecticut, five dogs, they all get down. Their whole starting lineup is like somebody called them role players, but they all dogs. They all, any of them can be the leading scorer. Any of them can lead in assists. Any of them can lead in uh, rebounds on any given uh, game, any given game. Washington, we know what it is. Elena Deladon, MVP. Yeah. Emma Meesman is the surprise so far in these playoffs, or at the end of the season and into the playoffs. Meesman has gotten busy, especially at the point where Christy Tolliver went out with the injury. Meesman came yep. in, and she's been lighting it up ever since. For some reason, um, People act like she's not good. She's one of the best players out there. She just hasn't been around for most of the season as she was overseas. Anyway, say all that to say this, Washington bench is the difference. 
Connecticut's bench is lacking. I don't think they have much of a bench. But D.C., Ariel Powers and Meeseman coming off the bench now, I, I just think that D.C. is too much for Connecticut. Connecticut, like I said, they're some dogs. They're going to play hard. They're going to, you know, put it out there. But they got five players for real, for real. So I'm yeah. going to go with the Washington Mystics in four. Washington Mystics in four. They finish them off in Connecticut. Yeah, there's nothing, no, need, no need for me to say anything because you said everything I was going to say down to the letter. The only thing is, yeah, I think I think it's going to the wire. I think it's going to the wire with the Mystics winning. Um, I just, I, I really like, you know, Connecticut. Uh, not one of my favorite two, probably been my third favorite team in the league. But I like the way they play. Big fan of uh, John Quayle Jones, but I'm with you. But yeah, but that's all we got, man. What can the people find you before we peel out of here? I'm sorry, Prime, I couldn't hear you. No, I said that's all we got. Where can the people find you at, man, on, on our social media? Oh, yeah, yeah, that. Uh, at Smitty Source. That's Smitty Source on Instagram and on Twitter. Easy to find, you know. And, of course, join the Facebook group, the SBP Sports Bar Podcast. Get up in there, have a good time. And I'm glad we, we got that other FanDuel contest popping, so let's join it. 20 for 20. That joint has been filled up nice and easily the last two weeks. So, and we got people yeah. waiting that are like, yo, I, I didn't get in this week. So, that's how it's supposed to be. Where can they find you, my man? They can find me at Prime SBK on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, let's get this fan duel popping. Shout out to the ladies. As uh, my girl Cheryl Parker, former schoolmate. She jumped on in the fray, so FanDuel is popping. Let's get this money. Thank you, yeah. everybody, for listening. And we're your boys, Prime and Source. Until next time, we out. Holler.